Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's Bud Pod 167. 167. Yes. Um, it's Nye Bevan. Nye Bevan. Oh, 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 oh. I would not have bet any amount of money on that being what you were going to say today. Well, um, full disclosure, I had to Google just before this started, Bevan Politician. Um, and it reminded me the person's name is Nye Bevan, a Welsh Labour Party politician. That's um, true. And I, I'll, I'd, all I really know about Nye Bevan is that he was Labour and had the name Bevan and sort of uh, modern leftist look quite to the to. NHS being yeah. created. Ah, yes, 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 yes. That's the guy. He's the um, NHS guy. And and Bevan boys, uh, young, like, I think if you're sort of 14 to, to 18, you could work down a mine or something if you left school for a bit after the war. Right. To and solve that, personnel shortages. Is that good? And I think maybe, I think maybe instead of conscription, like you could work down a mine because they were just having problems getting enough coal or something. Anyway, something like that. Well, we could do with, we were just saying, we could do with some of that right now, Pierre. The labor, the work shortages uh, in the UK right now. Love a few Bevan boys. That's right. And, uh, and, and uh, we're almost, uh, almost to have to be on the lookout for a new prime minister, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> furt, furt. Yes. Furt, furt, furt. We're recording this the day after uh, the monumentous no confidence vote that hasn't really changed anything. But so <laughs> monumentous still. It's it's another one of those things of like, all the people are pointing out like, oh, you know, Theresa May had a better result in her one and she resigned a few months later because basically people just made life impossible for her and Thatcher yeah. had an even better one and even she resigned. And all of this fails to take into account that the whole point of being Boris Johnson is like the whole point of being Bar uh, Donald Trump. When, when someone goes like, a, um... Uh, begging your pardon, sir, but it is convention to resign out of honor. <laughs> then it, all you need to have superpowers in a system like ours is just to go, uh, uh, no. No. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the ultimate political superpower in a free democracy. No. <laughs> that's all you have to do, it turns out. I, that, that's, Anything... that's, that's the most damaging, and I've said this, said this before, that's the most damaging lasting effect of Donald Trump's presidency. It wasn't the mm. wall. It isn't uh, all the hateful speech. It's it's showing everyone that all you have to do to do whatever you want in a free democracy is to go no, <laughs> and no one can do anything about it. That's the most dangerous precedent that Donald Trump set. Yeah, because even if like, because I mean, you know, he he was able to do it in America, where they actually have a written constitution. In the UK, the constitution isn't written down. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so it's even easier to just like, everything's just done by convention. Our constitution and, and is just it. a rumor. Our constitution is just hearsay, <laughs> gossip, and human I, and rumor. I heard our constitution goes to a different school. <laughs> I heard you if you say the British constitution into the toilet in the mirror at midnight three times it appears. All yeah, all you can say is that a friend of a friend said that. Yeah. <laughs> If you yeah. receive 180 <laughs> votes of no confidence, then you must resign as prime minister. That's just yeah. a friend of a friend of mine said. I don't know if it's yeah. true, my but that's the word on the my, street. That's my cousin's older brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which would normally be your cousin, but you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, exactly. And so I think that is the legacy, because even if in the UK everyone goes, uh, turns out doing things by convention based on honor doesn't work anymore, we should probably replace it with a written down system of rules. Well, that would require constitutional change. And that's going to take 50 years slash never, it's never going to happen. So mm -hmm. now the system has got a bug in it, where in this video game, your character just can't die as long as you say no, when the game says, would you like your character to die now? And you go, no. No, I want it to yep. be invincible. I saw one of the ironies of a free democracy is that in order to actually to actually make the constitutional changes that will strengthen your free democracy, you need a Xi Jinping style autocrat who will be there for thirty years to oversee the completion of of those changes. You know, or what at I mean? the very least, yeah, or at the very least, somehow a Singapore style gang of like. Yeah, 10 to 15 intellectuals who sort of go, well, you know, it would be silly if we didn't do this now just quickly. And then we'll then the votes. But for now, just figure this out. I mean, yes. it, like, look, it still muddles along better than a dictatorship. It is still oh, yeah. better. Yeah. But it, the fact is that there are bugs in the system from time to time. And I don't really know. I think Boris Johnson, because, you know, he's safe for 12 months now. Yeah, he, well, I mean, only in the only in the sort of strict legal. I mean, yeah, only in the rules-based sense. I mean, he's not safe in yeah. that his position's obviously weakened. And Theresa May resigned a couple of months after she, quote unquote, won her confidence vote. So it's yeah, yeah. But then part of that was because like everyone just kept every time she said she was like a a beleaguered chef or mother every time suggesting a new dish for Brexit. What about Brexit with peas? No! And they all, they she, were doing, <laughs> they May, were knowing her, they outknowed her. But Theresa May became Meg from Family Guy. <laughs> she'd, <laughs> she'd say, how about this yes. Brexit? And everyone would go, shut up, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, May. <laughs> that yeah. is uh, a distressingly apt analogy for the end of her premiership. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we all wish that the best political analogies were highbrow, but sometimes it's just Family Guy, okay? What I was a little shocked by, and I uh, this will teach me for Gan for looking at Twitter anyway. But while was, well, once the the result came in that he'd had he'd survived, but had 148 uh, votes against him, yeah. which is greater than um, is it both Theresa May, well Theresa May and Margaret Thatcher? And yeah, Don so Major, it's greater than all of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there are people going on Twitter going, "Ah, oh, well." It's like, what do you mean, "Ah, oh, well"? You weren't actually <laughs> expecting him to lose a vote of no confidence. Uh, how how have these people? How have you not been paying attention to how politics works? How are we all not sort of master degree level um, experts <laughs> in British politics at this point? We've been watching it so closely for so long. How do you not know that these things happen in increments? I don't... 
I was astonished. I was like, what do you mean? Oh, no, this is terrible for him. I was I was baffled that it was happening at all. I was like, really? They're yeah, actually I, trying. I couldn't okay. believe it. I couldn't believe it when the news came. Because I, I thought there was, I thought there were no nowhere near the number enough um, letters to the chair of the 1922 committee. And it makes me sick I th- that I I know and understand all these terms. To be honest, <laughs> hearing me say all this out loud, I feel so sad and old. <laughs> Meanwhile, hearing you say it all with perfect accuracy is giving me a giving me a chub. <laughs> I'm loving it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I was surprised, did you, but like apparently one of the turning points was: Did you see that Boris Johnson getting booed? Yes, as he walked up the steps to the service, the Jubilee service. Yeah, I mean, the kind of people who crowd around a royal church event are not left wing. Well, this is it. At first, when I when people were trying to were making a big deal out of him getting booed, I was like, well, every prime minister gets booed, and then. It was pointed out to me that these are people who've gathered to watch the Queen walk up some steps for five seconds, and I was like, "Oh, okay, yes. yeah, he should. They, he should. They should be on his side, really." Yeah, it's it's like crazy people dressed in Union Jack tuxedos, ex-military, old ladies, um, various sort of functionaries. Like it should be the ideal crowd for him, and they were boo. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad. That's a fucking bad sign. He really missed a beautiful opportunity to turn around and saying, "Are you saying boo or boo riss?" <laughs> and if I want person in the crowd to go, "I was saying boo riss." <laughs> Boris Johnson wins the confidence vote by over three hundred votes after making a daring last-minute Simpsons reference. <laughs> I mean, knowing a this, lot of series one to nine fans among the backbenchers. Knowing this joke country, though, Pierre, I I genuinely think it would help him. I think I think it would. <laughs> I think he'd secure millennial the millennial vote with one Simpsons reference. I really do. <laughs> the Simpsons reference heard around the world. <laughs> in uh, in less in less distressing and and di- semi dystopian news though Phil I followed your I've told you about this already but I followed your recommendation and I went to the the old cinema to watch everything everywhere all at once Oh yes and what did you think And it was one of the very few so I I knew nothing about it going in right yeah. I, I genuinely nothing absolutely nothing all I knew is what you listeners have heard Phil say on this podcast which is that it had a lot of Chinese actors in it and that was it <laughs> Genuinely, I didn't know anything else. Um, and I, all, the only other thing I knew was that fucking literally everyone I know has been riding that film's dick for the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. Everyone seems to love it. Anyway, I went in to watch it. Um, I didn't even know what genre it was, I realized, in hindsight. Right, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd, well, it sort of defies genre a little bit, but you, you, know, you, could, you could ascribe some, some genres to it. There's a sci-fi element to it, let's say. Yeah. I'd, I'd say it is most... Uh, yeah. Sci-fi martial arts. Yeah. Indie. So I didn't Sci- even indie sci-fi think, martial arts. Yeah, indie sci-fi martial arts. But I didn't even know any of that. So I was watching it going like, oh, right, it's like a, it's like a, a, an Asian-American family drama. And then the sci-fi bit started and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it really takes you by surprise when that starts happening. 
it's a real face melter of a film. And I will say it was brilliant. And it was one of the only films I've ever seen that has lived up to friendship group hype. Yes. Oh, that's great to hear. That's good to hear. Very few live up to it. I'm looking at you, The Hangover. <laughs> what, The Hangover lived up to it or didn't live up to it? It didn't, my friend. Yeah. I, I, Everyone I knew for months was going on at, when The Hangover came out was over House of Genius. And did you see there was a Mike Tyson was in it and there was a tiger? And oh, it's like the new Anchorman. It'll be like, it'll replace Anchorman and everyone's kind of constellation of right. uh, naughty humor. Or whenever it was, and I watched it, and I was like, "Yeah, it's, yeah, it's quite pretty, it's pretty funny." It's it, it's sort of fine, isn't it? Hangover. It's. Um, I just I wish I wish I knew what I would have thought of it if I didn't if I'd just seen it cold. Yeah. That that was that was the prize I managed to accidentally give myself with everything everywhere all at once. You can't see it much colder than not even knowing that it's going to get sci-fi. Yeah, I I think I think the. Um, I think a hangover for me is the sort of maybe I guess my favorite version of a film style I really don't like, which is that sort of <laughs> do the kind of like doody American pie um, kind of like. Let's it's a bit of a bro film. This. It's a bro film, right? Ah, uh, but let's let's try and be as accurate in our description of it as possible because I think we can agree that you've got American Pie, you got The Hangover, you have Euro Trip to an extent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else is in that category? There's a lot, isn't there? Any trip-based like Spring Break? Anything with sort of Tara Reid in the noughties. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. uh, um, uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Yeah. Um, yes. 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 Uh, and, um, uh, substance, uh, no drug. Well, if we, as long as we make sure that we remember that alcohol is a drug, drug bro adventure film. Yeah, drug bro, drug bro quest, drug bro, n- drug bro noir. <laughs> it's not noir. <laughs> but, yeah, drug. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, drug bro trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, um, this sort of how powerful... about a Brodersey? Brodersey. It's a Brodersey. Brodersey. Yeah. Broma's it... the Brodersey. <laughs> 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 the Illy Lad. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Broma's the Illy Lad. <laughs> <laughs> I have a <laughs> God, Brodisius. That's so good. I'm such a huge fan of that. But it, it is the Odyssey. I mean, the, the Hangover is pretty much literally the Odyssey, right? They get they're they're, they're swept off course, and they have to try and find their way back, and they're beset by uh, uh, all these witches. Un- witches and monsters, and all these challenges that blow them further off course. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and it's, it's a Brodisius. He has to get back to his wife. That's it. Yeah, exactly. He literally has to get back to his wife. In it's funny how how many adventure stories boil down to a guy just going, "I've just got to get back to my wife." <laughs> the bro- brodersey and, and what Harold and Kuma is a brodersey. Um Yes, definitely. Interesting. I really hope Mark Commode picks up on this term, the brodersey. Well, he well he better because I think otherwise it should, I we're think gonna... it, should, it should become as widespread as the chick flick in terms of our. Um, movie terms the brodersey and the chick flick yes 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 and ro- even rom-com even there's something as simple as rom-com 
Yes, I think we should popularize this. Because women, like for for sort of women targeted films, they don't have an Odyssey element, really, do they? Can you think of a? They sent their team. The, the Odyssey always seems to be sort of like uh, the 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 quest or or journey of the internal, isn't it? Interesting. Yes. Yes. Um, I guess. Well, Is it because the, we have external sexual organs and women have internal sexual organs? Is that all that it <laughs> And so our, our odysseys are external as well and their odysseys internal as well. I like it. It's Freudian and it's early 20th century, but I do like it. <laughs> I do like it a lot, actually. <laughs> or that yeah, I'm men a century are sort too of late. like. A, I'm a century too late. Yeah. Yeah. Too. Too late to win some sort of Freudian prize. Too early to be cancelled for talking about, I, I don't know, some, somehow trying to gender genre in right. a way that just doesn't fit. <laughs> At some point, that would be bad. Um, I like it a lot. I like that theory. Men also are made to sort of think about external adventures a lot and not work on themselves. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Women, women maybe too much the other way. That could, that could be it. Um, a, ma a man will a man will literally venture to Hades before he goes to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, Phil, men will literally capture the golden fleece instead of going to therapy. Okay. <laughs> men, men will literally try and <laughs> capture a golden fleece with their argonauts instead of taking themselves and their argonauts. To therapy. <laughs> what about what about um you uh, the the you know your 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 friend and mine the famous never-ending Christmas film The Holiday. That's quite oh god, adventure the world's longest film. Yeah, the world's. It's some say it's still going now. You, you, uh, the, once you finish watching the holiday, you need a bloody holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, it's true. It's I've long. never, I've never finished the, the holiday. It's like infinite jest for me. I will, <laughs> I will never finish it, even though I know, even though I know I should. Really, really pretentious, uh, really pretentious young men like to boast about having finished the holiday. <laughs> I've actually watched it twice. People are like, fucking hell, man. How'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That film's got about 17 endings. Even thinking about the holiday bores me. I'm getting bored just thinking about <laughs> it now. <laughs> do you, is that count as an odyssey where they just swap houses and I guess then they're on an no, adventure? But then no. they stay in those houses. They literally stay. No, sometimes people call something an odyssey and what they just mean is long. They mean epic. Yes, that's not the same. Um, yeah, the holiday is an epic. I'm happy to say that. It's an epic, yeah, but it's not an odyssey. That's it's a good point. Odyssey. Yeah. That's a good point. I'm trying to think of a Lady Odyssey now. There's got to be one. Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. <laughs> is that an odyssey? I don't know. Well, I've never seen say. it, but the title implies to me that traveling happens. Booksmart is almost an odyssey, but... Yes! Um, I don't know. And maybe I think Booksmart may be my favorite comedy film of the last decade. I think it's so. Booksmart's good. great. It's so good. Um, but I don't know. If I, I was... still laugh thinking about your panic attack in the bit where it turns out all the other dipshits in the year are actually quite smart. Oh, that they go into good universities. Yeah, are yeah. truly horrible feeling and so well observed. Um, 
yeah i had a visceral reaction to this in the cinema when the cool kids got into like yale or whatever um <laughs> it was yeah so funny it's that's a great that's a great um it it you know it owes it owes something to the to the broadacy of uh of uh of super bad right yes that's a good point that is a good point but it's you know a good demonstration of the fact that it doesn't have to be a a brodicy to work like a brodicy works it can be a wadacy no <laughs> mm. Mm. thing is any ancient greek ancient classical story about a woman traveling somewhere just ends horribly for her she just yeah, gets un- generally end up trapped in hell or she gets turned into a shrub or yeah she's eaten <laughs> yeah. by an antelope or it well, never ends well, well zeus zeus has sex with her like a, as a big swan yeah the the yeah the 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 sort of the moral of every tale about a woman in greek mythology is and that's why girls you should never leave the house <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. i don't think there is an equivalent in greek mythology yeah Dad, I want to go on an adventure. Well, let me tell you about someone who once tried that. <laughs> and she's still trapped in hell now. That's why we have winter. <laughs> That's why it's cold tonight. It's why we have Because of people winter. like you. <laughs> That's why it's snowing now and your, the, your dog died. Okay? That's, what, that's so funny. That's why we have winter. That's why we have winter now. Okay, good night, everyone. Bye. That would be the uh, the Greek dad shortly before he sends his thirteen year old to take part in the siege of Troy. Oh, book recommendation! If you haven't read yeah. Circe by Madeline Miller, mm-hmm. Circe by Madeline Miller, it's oh, um, she she's a classicist who's written the, like a novel about one of the lesser known nymphs in Greek mythology, but made her quite powerful and interesting and flesh out her story. Um, uh, we, and it's it's such a good book. It's so well written. It's so thrilling. Uh, it, and if you're into Greek mythology, you'll oh great Circe by Madeline Miller. Oh, okay, good recommendation. Speaking of book recommendations, Phil, uh, as you listen to this, listeners, if you listen to it on day of release, Wednesday the eighth of June. Speaking of books, I will be on Sarah Cox's Between the Covers tonight. Oh, wonderful! On BBC tonight. Two. On, on Wednesday, S. today. Yeah, BBC Two at 7.30. Let me find the details here. I got them written down in an email. Where is it? Oh, I'm bad at looking through my emails. Between the covers. Between the covers, 50... Yes, there we go. BBC yes, Two, yes, yes. Right? BBC Two, Wednesday the 8th of June, 7.30. It's, uh, we're looking at Metronome by Tom Watson, which is a brand new book. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like it's barely out. Oh no, it is out, but it's only been out for a couple of months. It's, it's, it's good stuff. Only the first ten um, pages are out. Yeah. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Um, a little bit. Uh, just the tip is out. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Secret River by Kate Grenville, very good. And it's me, Emily Sande, Kate Botley, and Adrian Scarborough. Emily Sande, so... the musician. Yes. Wow, I haven't heard that name in a while. Yes. Give it a little watch. And Adrian Scarborough is such a cool acting guy that he doesn't even have social media, Phil. How about that? Very jealous of that. Oh, I love that sort of thing. It's so attractive. It's so nice. And it's sort of, it feels like such a kind of, uh, 
it feels like someone who still retains some sort of medieval privilege. You know, there's nothing hotter than when you first start dating someone. You you find their Instagram account and they have like six pictures over nine years. <laughs> that is so hot to me. That is so cool. I love that. You know what I mean? Well, listeners, now you know how to get Phil's attention. It's through <laughs> not posting thirst traps. <laughs> Um, did you talk to Sarah about Bud Pod? Because Sarah Cox is, of course, a Pod Bud. She's one of our. Yes, she is. Hello, Sarah. Hello, yeah. Sarah. We hope you are well as you listen to this. Um, I did a little bit, very briefly. We we had we had some banter about uh, Grandma Caveman. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> about Popfish Clink. Um, although it was the the studio was still observing maximum this is was all done in march this it, it was still maximum covid safety right, vibes right and they filmed they filmed a bunch in a day so it was quite efficient we were in and yeah. out you know sarah cox was there dressed in a army drill sergeant uniform finger in face what do you think of the book <laughs> i liked it what do you recommend it <sighs> yes ma'am um next book it was great i i i i did that show i think last year and I got to meet Sophie Ellis Baxter, which was great. Ooh, she's so cool, and she um, encouraged me to steal a book from set, <laughs> which I did. Um, oh, did you? Yeah, she was like, "Just take it," because they they dress they dress the set with copies of the book that <laughs> that you're reading. Oh, these disgusting. Oh, we were told we could just have those. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, we they weren't said, um, we weren't explicitly told that. I only took it because Sophie no, Ellis see, Baxter they, they... said. Said, just take it. And then I said, Sophie, is this theft on the dance floor? Oh. Which I, I didn't, but I really wish I had now. Oh, yeah. Well, you should DM her that now. <laughs> no context. Months later, yeah. Although the book that she told me to take was one that she brought, which she loved, which was Hangover Square, which I became briefly obsessed with. Hangover Square by oh. Patrick Hamilton. It's so good. I remember you telling me about this book. Yeah, I need yeah. to. I need to read that. Um, yeah, no, when we did it uh, in March, they just were like, yeah, yeah, you swap them. You can have of each other's recommendations. Have a look at them. Um, and I said, why? Why are you so nice? And they said, oh, this Eurasian guy. Anyway, <laughs> they were very vague about it, but they, some people were crying and um, there were posters up saying, look out for this man. Uh, and he kind of looked like you, but I don't know. I don't think it's a link. I don't it, think it's linked. It may have been Gokwan or James Wong. <laughs> um, what's your only lookalikes well i thought well james wong is a is a sound alike of mine uh we have very similar voices um ah. and similar kind of similar face uh there there's there was a there was a eurasian report on news night last night ben chu have you heard of ben chu no i was astonished I now, they were they really? said and now to ben chu is like huh and he turned up, <laughs> and he had my skin color. Ben Chu. Oh, wow. Um, um, I got uh, some feedback from appearing on the Have a Word podcast, hosted by Adam Rowe and Dan Nightingale. Oh, and yes. And also Carl and everyone else, uh, saying um, that they were listening without checking who it was. Well, they didn't know who I was, but then they're listening, and they went, who's this guy who kind of sounds like Phil Wang? Really? Yeah, they said, I have some of your cadences, which is true. I Sometimes I can catch myself doing a wang. Well, I don't know, because we've known each other for so long. But there's definitely been some cross-contamination. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this guy heard that, and then in searching for an explanation, discovered Bud Pod. That's fucking mad. 
Why? Yeah, That's good, ear, good ears on that guy. Yeah. Do you think people who sound similar are drawn to one another? Is it? Is it? I guess it's a nature versus nurture quandary. Do we sound like yeah. this because we met one another, or do we have we met one another because we sound like this? Yes, and it's further complicated by the fact that you and I uh, grew up with our, our manner of speaking when we're trying to be humorous, influenced by all the same stand-ups. Yeah, there's that. Um, there's watching very similar TV. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's co co colonial English, all sorts. Colonial English, yeah. We both got sent to that same uh, camp in Siberia to train. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was very uh, influential when we all had to have shaved heads and stand in a row. Yeah, it was like in Batman Begins. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. But um, they were just training us to riff. <laughs> but with a long piece of bamboo that we had to like whack each other with um on a log. Yeah, exactly. Smack <laughs> each other with a bamboo and say yes and that hurts. <laughs> that's like if <laughs> that's like if what? <laughs> Boris yeah. Boris Johnson has cl oh. claimed a vote, no, a vote, 148 no confidence votes as a victory. That's like if, that's like if what? Uh, that's like if that's I, I burnt half of my rice and said it was um, a good dinner. Terrible. Try again. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of like, a, you know, when you see like a thousand Shaolin monks in like a, a big square. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, all and shaped heads and all, huh, like that, all the synchronized. All, yeah. yeah, all synchronized, and they all. They, someone reads like a guy in a big robe reads out a piece of a uh, summary of something from BBC News, and the whole <laughs> crowd chants, "That's like F," <laughs> and then he points with a big scroll at a random neophyte who then has to yell out his riff. And if it's not good enough, all surrounding like you know, there's like a square, and it's like nine, yeah. like three, three, three. Yeah. All, all the other acolytes surrounding him just have to kick the fuck out of him if it's not good <laughs> enough. Uh, uh, and they're doing it through gritted teeth. It is my duty. I'm sorry. <laughs> I still, That's your most devastating critique of almost all satirical stand-up ever, Phil, is when you pointed out to me the, the prevalence of that's like if. Yes, the, the that's like if structure of any joke. You 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 oh. you tell the news story. They say that's like if, and then you describe a humorous situation that has nothing to do with the news, but that you could map some kind of analogy with. But that really doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I the problem with that's like if, and you know I'm snobby about it, but I it's it's hard not to do. It's like it just it it's just it's just kind of. It's this joke format you can kind of use again and again and again, and it kind of always works. I try and use it as little as I can. I'm guilty of in my last in last in my last have I got news for you appearance, which was last week, the week before. Yes. Um. Uh. I'm I'm guilty of one in that in that episode. Well, that's what made your critique so devastating is how unavoidable the sin is. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. That's much it's a much worse critique if it's something that you're you're sort of if not dependent on then certainly intermittently reliant on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I, I try and make sure at, at the very least no more than once per per appearance will I use a that's like if. 
<laughs> that's like if it would be quite good to do an Edinburgh Fringe show just entirely of that's like ifs well I wanted to make a sketch of um, making fun of some satire shows and the show's called that's like if <laughs> yes. like doing doing a sort of John Oliver Stephen um, Steve um, Stephen Colbert type show called that's like if oh it's 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 devastating. It makes me feel a bit ill thinking about it. <laughs> it makes you feel ill. Yeah, that's like if... Um, <laughs> uh, let me think. So com- oh, okay. A type of comedy makes you feel ill. Yeah, that's like if a type of acorn made a squirrel ill. Because <laughs> uh, it, needs, it needs the acorn. <laughs> it's true. He's right. He's right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's like if it's time to do some correspondence. <laughs> okay, that's, yeah, that's, that's like if it is. It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ring letters, keep your coolest emails, phone telegrams, your sister, keep your sister, 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 there we go. Ah. Thanks. A little multisyllabic. Ah, very nice. Very nice. Um, I feel great affection to that. Good. Good. Quite a lot. So, it's called flat ta- flat tat attack. <laughs> flat tat attack. <clears throat> flat tat attack. Uh, dear poo air no smelly and foul tang. <laughs> <laughs> Pu-air. So good. you're not smelly, if you're poor no smelly. She's basically oh, she's, or, saying, she's saying she's saying she's saying your shit don't stink, Pierre. Poor no she's smelly. saying my shit don't stink, but she's saying that my air is still full of shit. But it doesn't stink. That's why it's so impressive that your air doesn't stink. It's poor air, yeah. but it's no smelly. Poor air, no smelly. And you're mm. a foul tang, but tang is a taste, so you're you're being licked. But a foul tang is a very good description of like hot old rubbish. Yeah, sour bin. Um, yeah, it'd be good to lift up in summer. You lift the lid of your own kitchen bin and go, "Whoa, what is this foul tang?" 
there's there's a description that Amy Schumer uses a couple I've seen her use a couple of times both in a sketch show uh and maybe something else of um something smelling like hot summertime Chinatown garbage <laughs> <laughs> a bag of hot summertown a summertime Chinatown garbage um Oh wow! And when I hear foul tang, that's what I think of—that hot, like hot, yes. hot country garbage, seafoody element in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've got some bits of fish in my bin right now, from a couple of days ago, and it's really starting to take over. And I don't have enough rubbish in the bin bag yet to take it out, so I know I've got a couple more days of this left to see how bad it yeah. gets. Yeah, it's good for you to stay strong for the planet. Yeah, yeah. Um. Hot, was it hot summertime Chinatown garbage? Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> that would be a, such a good name for a show for you. Hot summertime Chinatown garbage. Yeah, yeah, it would, but I'm afraid. Like one of those posters where the 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 title it takes up most of the poster and it's in bubble writing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But with, a, with an exclamation mark. Hot summertime Chinatown garbage! <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Emily says, I shall start off by saying that your podcast gives me much pleasure. 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 Pleasures of the ear canal. (laughs) (laughs) Plug in and experience it. Um, (laughs) She says, your podcast gives me much pleasure. And I think it's great. I've just moved into uni accommodation for my first year at the University of Bath. Oh, wonderful! I, yes. I, 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 my family lives in Bath, kind of. Your family are kind <laughs> of in the Bath. Um, so she, hang on, I lost it now. What am I doing? Um, blah blah blah. During the past few weeks, when no podcast has been recorded, I think it was our summer holiday that this refers to. Ah, oh yes, yes, yes. Late summer, to be fair, September. I've been listening to the audio version of Phil's memoir, crossed out collection of essays that oh, came out great. last month. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you, Emily. As a new bather, or bather, what I think a resident of Bath should be called, mm. it has been exciting to hear him mention the place I now call home. However, it has not all been fun and games. I oh, know. Um, this email is quite ranty, but I'm alone in a new city with no one to rant to. Thus, I have turned to two comedians who like bum jokes to have a one-way <laughs> bitching session. Um, <laughs> thank fuck for your tat sack section, otherwise I would have to suppress my petty anger. I've been put in a flat with four very nice people. Three people... I never see leave their rooms, and one very loud, obnoxious girl who thinks the things on the side of innocent smoothie bottles are funny. Oh no! <laughs> that is Ooh. that is such a vivid, sort of platonic ideal description of a student flat to me. Of like, yeah, of meeting people in student halls in your first year. It's like, yeah, a bunch of them just don't leave their rooms, and then the ones who do find wackaging funny <laughs> yeah they love it it's it's a damning assessment so this this loud obnoxious girl who thinks the things on the side of innocent smoothie bottles are funny she goes for a 6k run every day and oh, is partial no. to tat wow wow what's that called when you're addicted to exercise um is it is it called not having a personality Pierre? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that. It's but got some new. Th- it's it's some new thing. It's 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 bad for you. It's a thing. Is it actually uh, bad? What for is it you? called? I guess six k a day doesn't sound great for your joints. 
Yes, it's got a name. It was on BBC News ages ago. Addiction to your exercise. Hmm. It's got some special name. It's not coming up. It's like similar to... Um, it's got similar... It's a similar um, um, presentation to um, blah, 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 eating disorders. Got to keep an eye on these people if they run that much. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, they yeah, just I'm, get I'm obsessed. not getting a name come. It's actually very hard to find what it could be called, but... Yeah, because if you Google addiction to exercise, it's all full of like basically spam websites. Anyway, so this 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 lady who you should keep an eye on loves tat, right? Mm, another reason to keep an eye on her. Yeah, and Emily says this tat has started to spill out of her room and into our reasonably small kitchen. Oh no. Mm. Every other morning, there is a new piece of meaningless shit, and I couldn't think of anyone better to share with. First of all, we have a poster, <laughs> A3 in size. That is, uh, yeah, okay. bit bigger than an A4. Oh, no, it's twice yeah. the size of an A4. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a big yellow poster. It's quite a uh, nice design, I suppose. Like lemon yellow background and in white and black, quite bold font. It says, Phil, three words, no blank blank. What do you think? No bad vibes. Yes. Yeah. He's back. He's back, baby. He, the bitch is back. He's back. <laughs> the bitch is back. <laughs> um, so uh, Emily says, no bad vibes, which on my account could not be further from the truth. <laughs> this poster fills me with bad vibes and gives me the urge to burn everything down. Um, did she foresee... I don't understand what the point is. Did she foresee that I would find her tat extremely irritating and decide to lay down the law before the annoyance occurred? And what is the consequence for having bad vibes? If I bad vibes... If bad vibes enter the flat, I highly doubt they're going to see the poster and flee. Um. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> like vampires and a cross. Yes. <laughs> the, the, I mean, the only thing about a poster that says no bad vibes is that it's so passive aggressive and obnoxious that you're only ensuring yeah. bad vibes. Yes, and it means that if anyone tries to confront you about anything, you could sort of silently po point to a poster. Ahem... <clears throat> Tap, 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 I tap. think you'll find the poster has this chat covered. <laughs> Hag here. Um, the next poster makes absolutely no sense, she says. So I'll, I'll say to you, Phil, it's uh, life's a blank and then you blank. Well, life's a bitch and then you die. No, it's a, so it's it's a, a play on that. Of that, yeah, yeah. Life's a beach and then yep. you... Tan. Um, Ooh, you're so close. Life's a beach and then you... It's a sound alike. Okay, life's a beach and then you... Um, uh, dive. Yes! yes! So it's life's a beach and then you dive. And the word dive has got within the boundaries of the letters an illustration of like a diver and some octopuses and fish and stuff. So it's unclear... I guess it's a pro scuba diving poster? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was this poster made by the scuba diving board? Yeah. Well, Emily says it makes no sense and, and says, can you explain what this could even mean? Yeah. It's because sort of diving areas, are, they're rarely beach areas, right? Because that's the whole different kind of 
Yes, well, Geog- actually, <laughs> Geog- geography, Emily geography. actually says, can you explain to me what this can mean? Where are you diving into the sea from the beach? Because yeah, as exactly. far as I'm aware, you'll be diving into very shallow water. <laughs> That's it, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is odd. Why buy that on a poster? I'd, I, would be, I would be surprised to find that poster in the house of a scuba diving instructor. <laughs> well, yeah, because even they, they someone like that, I would see the poster. They'd be like, well, that's ridiculous. Well, yeah, but I, I, I would see the poster and I'd be like, oh, do you, have you, do you not get enough of that in the week? Yeah. How into yeah. this are you? you know? it doesn't, I mean, Bath is quite inland, so it's a strange poster to have in Bath. Yeah, it's not a nautical town, is it? No. Unless you mean diving into the natural hot springs. Ooh. Bath's famous hot springs. An even more confusing poster. Life's a hot spring and then you dive. And a big picture of an <laughs> octopus. People are like, what the fuck are you on about? Um, very strange. So uh, the third final piece of tat is my particular favorite, by which I mean I hate it the most. Um, it is a black mug with white writing on it, Phil. Yeah. And it's, oh, hang on, I'm going to have to read it to myself silently for a moment because it's genuinely quite a confusing sentence. Okay, no, there we go. Okay, so uh, here we go, Phil. Let's see. Never let the things you blank make you forget the things you blank. Never let the things you blank make you forget the things you blank. Never let the things you lose make you forget the things you have oh you've got have it's not lose though okay you've got the right idea it's wistful nevertheless n- never let the things you want let you forget the things you yes want. yes very nice never let the things you want make you forget the things you have it's quite clunky isn't it never let the things you want make you yeah, yeah the thing is make you forget is not nice um, it's not a good word for Asian. Make you forget. I mean, you could. If I was a copy editor, I would just say, "Could the mug just say, be grateful?" <laughs> That's a very different sentiment. That's a, <laughs> if I someone hands you, if someone just hangs you a cup of tea they made you, and it, on it it just says, "Be grateful." Be and grateful. You, just, you hand it to them with this sort of stony face, neutral yeah. expression. And also, like, it doesn't have an exclamation mark or an accompanying smiley face. It's just text. <laughs> yeah, just like sans serif <laughs> text. Yes, Ariel. Just Be cur- grateful. Courier, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You go, fucking hell, whose mug is this? I don't know, it just appeared one day. That's a funny mug. Just, just like typewriter text. Be grateful, full stop. Be grateful. <laughs> shush just a mug that says shush <laughs> um, so uh, assuming she owned at least one mug before buying this one it's very hypocritical that's true Oh she yeah. she bought this because she wanted it but forgot about the mug she had at home <laughs> that's funny that is funny that is funny Therefore, going against the new mantra she was trying to employ, she forgot about the other mugs, uh, says Emily, exclamation mark. Or they are also probably plastered with some stupid phrase or quote, but this is maybe the best out of the tatty bunch. And now I see it as my side quest to get this tat out of the flat. Ace up. Thanks for everything, Koji, Emily. <laughs> Thank you, Emily. Hope you have a wonderful time That's at nice. Bath University. 
and uh, thank you for a great email yeah some some really yeah some some obnoxious tat there but i don't think the most egregious examples we've seen what is worrying though is that it's got someone so young yeah that's the worrying thing it's so sad when it happens to someone that young but there's still time yes yes that's you know, true you they, know what she, it is Pierre? She, i think she runs so much that she actually has too many endorphins she's in too much of a good mood too much of the time and mm-hmm. that leaves her susceptible to these kind of um these sort of saccharine vapid phrases and um yes i think that's right i think when you when you're in such an amazing frame of mind after all these runs you read a poster that says life's a beach and then you dive and you're like (laughs) and you're like yes yes (laughs) (laughs) wonderful (laughs) wonderful marvelous yeah Whereas when you exercise as little as I do, you look at someone like that and you go, you stupid pricks. Who thought this was a good idea? Throw it in the you, bin. As you, as, you say, as you say all that, but you've got like a, a, a big mouthful of something, there's a crumb spray onto the poster. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, unmo- unmotivated folk like us. No time for this sort of thing. Um, and there's no time for any more correspondence. That was no a more. that was a good old tat uh, whisperer little chunk there. Lovely. And now lovely we've got to chunk. we've got to go to the to the office break room of the Patreon. Yes, yes. So um, where we have spicy um, office coffee break chats and gossip mm-hmm. about the other it's employees true. and politics and the culture wars. So if you want to listen in on that spicy stuff, then sign on up to the Patreon. Oh, yeah. Well, and thank you very much for listening, guys. And I shall see you. Uh, We shall talk to you next week. Yes. Bye. See you then. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.